Hey, welcome back to Pigeon Hockey. This is Chris and today's co-host, Sebastian. Hello, hello. And you know us, uh, we're just a goalie and a goon that have taken one too many pucks or fists to the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. We mostly cover the NHL, but we also discuss other happenings around the hockey world, so be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and especially Twitter to let us know what you think. Also, be sure to comment and share any hockey news, highlights, or videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. So, Sebastian, today you and I wanted to discuss the little-known topic of the global pandemic and how it's affected hockey. Yeah, I'm not sure if everyone's uh, aware of it, what's going on these days. I don't think everyone is, because some people still aren't wearing masks. Please wear your mask. Yeah, so there are leagues doing it well. There are leagues failing to do it well. There are leagues that have not operated this season because of COVID, or they've adjusted their schedules because of COVID. I can't think of anywhere in the hockey world that this isn't affecting. I, I see games over there in Russia and Sweden, all the, all the games here around North America and elsewhere. There's a lot of effect on the hockey world with COVID, and some places are doing good, some aren't. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it, it comes down to the place they're doing it well. You can tell that they're doing it smartly. I'm like, for example, I'm not going to call out the team or I'm not going to say the name, but I, I do have a, a friend in a circle who uh, knows one of the hockey coaches for a team. Um, they're kind of just talking about, you know, what the process is and stuff like that. And yeah, the players are getting tested, but they're not testing the coaches apparently. So, and this is in the NHL. So I'm not going to say again what team. This could be for all the teams for all I know. But it's kind of like, be smart. You know, you're trying to basically build a bubble that's kind of moving throughout different states or different provinces. Well, you know, keep that entire bubble clean. Don't, I mean, it, it, yeah, it's costing them a lot to do these tests. But at the same time, what's another, say, six to seven tests to make sure your team staying safe? The NHL has been significantly impacted by, or at least the 2020-2021 season has been significantly impacted by the amount of players and staff catching COVID. I don't know. You see some of these circles and some of these bubbles. We know that the NWHL canceled the rest of its season, a season that was supposed to be on NBCSN. The playoffs were supposed to be on NBCSN, and they had to cancel right beforehand because they couldn't contain their bubble and we've discussed the the extreme limitations the nwhl had and and what the players had to go through and pay for their own food and all that in a previous podcast so theirs wasn't a genuine bubble and honestly i don't think a lot of leagues bubbles are 100 percent genuine it's just keeping intelligent method in place to not catch or at least highly lessen the chance of catching COVID. I mean, look at the USPHL. You know, we're big Ogden Mustangs fans here. I'm not aware, and I, maybe somebody has, but I'm not aware since I since the season started of any one of the Mustangs players or staff or their host families uh, having contracted COVID-19. Does that mean it hasn't happened? No. You're looking at it, and I'm not just talking to Mustangs. I'm talking all the teams in the Mountain Division. Northern Colorado, Provo, Utah, Pueblo, all the teams that were basically, all the teams are stuck playing each other this year because it's a condensed bubble. Like It's not a, a firm bubble where they're all in the same spot. They're all doing their thing. And still, I haven't heard of any COVID-19 outbreaks in the USPHL Mountain Division this year. Again, I could be wrong. It could just be a lack of looking for the information or it's not getting out there. But 
these players are playing each other all the time and there doesn't seem to be any COVID-19 cases within the within at least again I can only really speak right now to the mountain division so they're doing something right yeah and I mean I I think as much as you need to give a kudos to all those organizations you got to give a huge kudos to these kids you know they're not going out and partying with their friends they're not you know, they're not putting themselves, they understand that they're in a bubble within a bubble, right? So, I mean, you're not only affecting your bubble if you kind of get infected, you're affecting basically the entire league bubble. Um, and, I mean, I mean, we had the same thing when I, you know, for, for us, when I, before we had our little break here for coaching. I, you know, give kudos to the kids. The kids are, understand what kind of year it is and you have to make sacrifices if you want to play and get that film or, you know, even get the experience, whatever it is. And, you know, these kids are taking it serious. And I mean, I, I got to applaud them because, you know, it's, it, it's hard for them. They got to adjust their lifestyle just to be able to continue playing the game they love. You know, and this is not taken away, but the global pandemic has been rough on a lot of people in a lot of different ways. This is a hockey podcast. We're going to talk about its impact on the hockey world. I know in my own personal world, all the in coworkers' worlds and friends' worlds, just anyone that listens to this, you know Steve works in a medical industry or facing pretty significant issues due to the due to the pandemic. And as much as we talk about, well, it's only hockey. Yes. Yes, it's at the end of the day, it's only a game. It's only hockey. However, I will say I read an article Oh, a couple weeks ago, I won't say the name of the, the newspaper, but basically the, the newspaper out of Canada posted an article about the impact that the COVID-19 is having on hockey players. And they're not just talking NHL players. They're talking peewee. They're talking beer leagues. This isn't just impacting, in terms of the sports world, this isn't just impacting professional players or players trying to become professional. This is impacting that 10 year old that has been going hard at being put to the ice for the last several years and she or he's got into this routine and now well we can't play right now you know jenny so you're just gonna have to sit out stay home stay away from your friends it's only game and what are these kids doing now they're they're eating they're playing video games they're not in a, they're not being they're not being athletes, like especially a lot of these kids. If that was a big part of your identity, because I know it was, you know, hockey's a massive part of my identity as a goalie. Shoot, if I don't talk about me being a goalie once a day, I think I die. So it's a big part of my identity. Not being able to play this year in any league around Utah has been really, really tough. And we're not just talking about it's been tough on, oh, I don't get to play hockey. No, at the end of the day, if, if you're... <laughs> You know, if you're in a beer league, you're not playing hockey to do anything but socialize. That's what it is. It's it's a socialization. You get out of the house, you go out there, you crack a couple beers, you play a game, and then and you make your friends this way. You you make connections this way. You get out. You get physically active. It's exercise. None of that's happening this year. Yeah, it's, and I mean. And I mean, like, I, 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 this is one of these, you know, we're, we're in 2021. So, you know, when you have thoughts, you put it on Twitter. And I kind of had one of these thoughts the other day. And it was something what I was thinking about because, you know, we did have the red light for hockey. And thankfully, uh, our league just got the green light to start again next week. Uh, but the thing, wait, exactly. I'm so excited. But the, the thing I thought the most was, for me, honestly, the thing I, I missed the most about coaching 
wasn't the games, wasn't the practices, was a, a quick 15, 20 second chat with your players. You know, when they come on the ice, hey, how's school going? Hey, how's this going? Hey, you told me about this. How's that going? Whatever it is. It, it, honestly, I, I didn't think much of it. You know, for me, I'm just chatting with players, making sure my players are okay. And like, I want to be there for them if they need somebody. But at the same time, for me, is my mental health. I'm like, no, I miss those chats. Because at the same time as, you know, when they ask me how I am, you know, I'm good. Or, hey, you know, work's been crazy or whatever it is. It's just kind of like that's i think that's the big part where even these kids that might only be 10 like you said are missing it's just that hey timmy hey jenny how's it going and just that right there having a you know a conversation with somebody else other than their parents or their siblings it's just you know it, it's huge and I'm, I'm excited to be back to hockey just to you know just to be able to you know my, my players around me and my own mental health yeah and that's the thing that it's people are missing out on the fact that yes it's only a game yes there's, but it, okay you know what it's not only a game it's the lifestyle. Like if you're a hockey player, and again, there's there's athletes like you talked about Carly Jackson on a previous episode. She's a softball player and a hockey player, and she's playing at the top ends of for Canadian, you know, softball and Canadian hockey up there in wherever she's from in Canada. And so, as much as people look at it as just a game, this can apply to any sport. There is an identity in that. There is a there's a sense of pride in that. There's there's a social you know, context. <laughs> I mean, if COVID is going way deeper than just making people sick, COVID is a, really significantly impacting the mental health of our society. And us as hockey players, if we take a lot of pride and passion and love for our sport, it drives, you know, for me, it drives me into the gym. Like when I play, you know, when I'm goaltending, I want to be a better, stronger, more flexible goaltender. I need strong legs. I need to be able to push off. Weak T pushes lead to goals. You know what I mean? It's like you got to build up the right muscles and that confidence and that flexibility and that stamina that you gain. And none of that's happening right now. So me personally, yeah, COVID uh, definitely it's taken a hit on my mental health. It's taken a hit on my physical health. I'm just trying to get my body back into I looked at a picture of me last year before COVID, well, actually, as COVID dropped, it was about a month after COVID or three, four weeks after COVID became like, this is happening. We decided just to take a long drive out to Mars, believe it or not, where they train for Mars is here in Utah. So we just drove to Mars <laughs> and, uh, you know, you can't get any farther away from society than that. And I'm looking at myself in those pictures and I'm like, man, that's like three or four weeks after COVID started. I look good, you know, like I'm in, I'm healthy, I'm in shape, I'm just, you know, COVID, man, it's just finding that drive to just, what am I working out for? My head is like, I've always known that I work out because I want to be a better goalie, I want to be a better athlete, I want to play Aussie rules football, I want to train for these things, none of it's happening, and I'm like, yeah. so why am I in the gym? Yeah, And, and you, people that... could say, oh, for your health, I'm like, yeah, but my head knows it's not going anywhere. No, for sure. And I think that's kind of one thing where, you know, as a coach, I do have players who kind of ask me questions and it's the same thing. And I mean, as as much as like, obviously we're in COVID and we need to be smart. I think people are, are starting to be optimistically look to after COVID. And I think I'm getting a lot of questions from players have been like, what do I do? Like I'm, you know, 16, 15 year old. Um, I was supposed to play, you know, AAA this year and, you know, take a chance of getting drafted in the OHL or maybe, you know, that makes a decision if I'm going to go the NCAA route. And, you know, it's really affecting our, our, our kids and, you know, in basically every country. Because the thing is, is, you know, like we said, the US, USPHL is playing. You know, I coach in the EJOHL. We just took a huge break 
Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure some of my players are panicking, like, oh, no, what do I do? And, and that's the thing where I'm thinking, it's like, you know, as much as everyone is, is saying, and I completely agree with, like, you know, well, it's a pandemic, we got to do what we got to do. And I agree with that. I think now we got to start looking at other ways for our kids, you know, whatever age group it is. But for me, I'm just talking about the kids that I coach, the age group. We got to look at different ways of how are we going to move forward by gaining ground on this lost time? And I know we had chatted before and you said, you know, potentially about uh, having a few overagers, extra overagers uh, yeah, for every team. Yeah, out for those who've been affected by COVID and those who haven't been affected. Well, not to say those who haven't, but those whose seasons down the road weren't impacted by COVID, it returns the system to normal. But in a current situation, if you're a 16-year-old and you can stop playing, like if you're a USPHL player, hypothetically speaking, and you have to stop playing, you can't start another season if you're 21 years old. This could be the year where a lot of leagues around the world, wherever they are, can extend those out for players whose seasons and potential career moves. Because, yeah, a lot of these kids will never play in the National Hockey League or National Women's Hockey League. But it's not just about that. It's about getting noticed enough to maybe get that scholarship, maybe get that opportunity, maybe may get that other thing that steers your life in the well, probably not going to be able to make a career out of hockey, but I am playing at Wisconsin for free on a full ride. So I'm going to pursue my other passion and I'm going to do this with my it's massively impactful not getting worried about whether you're going to get drafted by, you know, an NCAA team or a, or a CHL team or elsewhere. Yeah. And I mean, that's something I always tell my players. I don't care if you want to go to the OHL. I don't care if you want to go to the NCAA. The OHL has, or sorry, the CHL has a program in place where if you play and, you know, quote unquote, graduate from that league, I don't know if they pay fully, but they pay part of your education in Canada as well. And usually you're pretty highly recruited to go to CIS teams, which is the Canadian uh, college teams or university teams, sorry. So it's kind of like, I always tell the guys, like, get ready for plan B. Because, you know, even if you have all the skills to be the next Connor McDavid or whatever it is, Potentially your one knee injury, one back injury away from having to go to plan B. So why not have a great education in your back pocket? So, you know, oh, I hurt my knee. Well, guess what? I'm now one of the top recruited, you know, whatever you end up being, you know, doctors or whatever it is. Like you're you're you have an education you can fall back on. And to me, it's kind of like you always gotta tell these kids, you know, it's it's time right now, especially, and like I completely agree with you where, you know, maybe the kids that are up down to sixteen should have maybe the next three years or whatever it is, four years, where they add extra overager spots for these kids yeah. to make up for it but at the same time you know that's something that will be given to them and i think the leagues need to do it but at the same time i think these kids now need to reach in and start working for themselves you know kids have agents and i don't even know what the the other advisors i guess it would be and i have have nothing against them i mean if that's for you that's for you but the thing is is if you don't need it right now why not do the work yourself um for those who have listened to our podcast pretty consistently from my first episode you, you know you would know that um, I came from a football background. I was always a hockey player, but I was coaching high-level football for kids pushing to Division One, and we have a ton of them in Division One. But the thing they do, and not just our kids, I mean, you watch other than like five stars, you watch two stars, three stars, four stars, really make their own highlight videos, you know, promote their highlight videos, you know, direct message uh, recruiting coach that, you know, they, they can know that they recruit for a certain school and say, you know, hi, my name is Billy Joe, and... Um, you know, I know you run this front and um, I'm perfect for this front because this or I'm really good at this front because this, you know, you got to really sell yourself. It's becoming a salesman as a kid. And I mean, I think one, it's a great tool because you're able to talk to people and kind of, you know, break down what their team does for hockey. For example, you know, if you if you know that 
they've had a weakness at, you know, right-hand shot defenseman and your right-hand shot defenseman. You can say, you know, I know you noticed through, through, through the years that you have so-and-so and, you know, you haven't really had a right-hand shot defenseman and you're lacking on them. Here's my video. I'm a right-hand shot defenseman, whatever. And it's about really kind of working for yourself right now. I know it's different. I know football's really done it. Hockey's never really done that. But right now you're you're in a spot where, you know, you're not having people come out, watch your games because they can't. Even if you're playing, most times, I know especially here, you know, you're not really allowed a lot of fans and maybe scouts aren't traveling because of COVID. Well, it's time to put in the work yourself. I mean, just literally, I'm sure you have a friend who's played football. Look at how he does it. You know, he's promoting himself. He's reaching out to teams. Do that. You know, at the end of the day, if you impress me as a coach and say, hey, this is the system you run. And, you know, I know that F1 does this and I'm really good at this or I think this is my strength. And, you know, my weakness is this, but I've been doing this to work on it. Right now, I'm like, wow, you just broke down our team. And kind of put yourself in the, sh- in the shoes where you would fit in. And let's say you're doing that for 25 other teams. I mean, people talk and people are going to start going, wow, this kid's a smart kid. You know, it doesn't matter if you're a girl or, or a girl or a guy. I mean, they're going to go, this is a smart kid. You know, it's maybe something we want to have in our program. Let's watch their film. Let's contact their coaches. And, you know, that's how you get the ball rolling. Obviously, for NCAA, you need to be of age. You can't be 13 and reaching out to them because they can't recruit you. But, I mean, like, you just look into the rules for that. But at the same time, it's kind of like, to me, it's like it's not a lost season unless you're not doing anything. If you're working out and you're, like you said, you know, your mindset's a little different right now because of COVID. But you got to get, you know, you got to know what you want your future to be and start working for yourself. To me, that is the number one thing I can tell kids right now. It's just, you know, grind. Just grind and self-promote and you know make chances happen yeah and if you have resources like i watch all my mustangs game on the same app you know whether that app's on my phone or my computer or my apple tv i you know i'm able to sit there and watch mustangs games and that's not just for the stangs this is the usphl this is the ushl this is the you know mhl the bchl all these leagues out there all feed into this one system so if you're a, if you're a scout, you can go out there and see these kids perform. But if if like for us, for instance, if you're telling me, hey, yeah, definitely watch my games. Well, what games? Who do you play for? You know, it, it, it's there's a big part that's on the player to say, hey, check out these games right here. And they can cut out with the app in order to get like clips from it and everything. I'm sure they have something that allows players to grab clips and such in order to help promote themselves if not that needs to be a thing no there there absolutely is i mean we even now like for our team ourselves we have this app and i I can't think of the name off the top of my head it's been so long so i used it where you know it it clips our games and i think you can customize it to 10 second clips 20 second clips and then you can add clips together so there's 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 no that that's there for kids to use yeah and that's the thing like if if you're a player right now and you want to get noticed by you know the ushl or the chl or the ncaa or the nhl you've got to put in not only like what you said the work on the ice you got to put in the work off the ice pull up your best clips pull up and and when we're pulling up your best clips oh here watch my highlight reel but also put in some sort of context into that highlight reel Uh, this, this is how awesome i am also let them know like what you said right there let them know about what you understand of their program and how your attributes help their program. You know, you're a coach over there in EOJHL. You know, we, we, we've talked with the coaches here, and this is something I've seen at every level, all the way up to the pros. 
and internationally, they're not always looking for the best available players. They're looking for the players that fit in their system. There's so much more than just being the best player. Well, and it's like the old saying, right? Character speaks volumes. If you're doing a cup, copy and paste email to every single scout or every single coach, and you're just literally going on Wikipedia and copying some information about their school and putting it in, you're not going to get noticed. That's very easy to pick up that, you know, hello, coach. You know, their names are on the websites. Put their name, you know, hey, Tim, how's it going? Or hey, Mr. Whoever, you know, or hey, coach, whoever. It, you know, be personal. Talk about what you bring to their program and what their program can do for you. You got to understand when, when they know somebody who has put in time to send them a message, you know, you might think that, okay, whatever, I didn't hear back. Great. Okay. You didn't hear back. Sure. But guess what? Maybe, you know, they come across your film a few weeks later or a year later, let's say if you're a young enough kid and they come a few years later and they remember, Oh, Hey, I remember when, you know, he sent me an email or she sent me an email and it had, all this information, you know, and he and she was really into understanding what our program does and what they could do for a program, what our program do for them. It's about being personable. Um, I think that's something we're losing with, with COVID. You know, we're all working from home or some of us are working from home and we're not really interacting. We're losing that. Well, it's time to use that. And I'm going to call it a muscle because it really is kind of something we're not using right now and it's kind of dying. Bring that muscle back. Use that muscle. Be personable. And, you know, it, it, sell yourself. Um, you know, get some get some coaches that are going to be your references or whatever you need to do. But sell yourself. It, it's time. It, it's time for hockey to kind of adapt in that way because kids are going to get lost in the shuffle because of COVID, and it's unfortunate. Don't be that. You know, don't be that player. Don't be that kid. You know, work for yourself. And at least if you gave it a hundred percent, you can say you tried. It wasn't that you sat on the couch and you just waited and you didn't get a call. And really seek out the schools or the systems or the programs you want to compete in. If you want to go to the Fargo Force, learn about how the Fargo Force operates their team. You know, learn about the coaching staff. When we say putting a video, you know, if you scored 30 goals in that year, great. You know, put your stats in a video. Put your lifts in a video. You know, show that you're working off off the ice and show how strong you are. But also, like, don't just put, you know, here's my 30 goals and highlights. Here you go, coach. You know, show things. If you know you're a very defensive team, show them your back check. Show them, you know, great defensive plays you made, blocks, um, you know, assists you've had. It's it's about showing that you're a well-rounded player. Don't just show that you can score 30 goals because, you know, as a coach, I might go, well, maybe they play 30 bad goalies or, you know, they play 30 bad teams. Show, show how well Maybe he doesn't pass. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so it's kind of like, you know, don't, just kind of understand that you want to show that you're a well-rounded player. And I mean, yeah, if you're a goal scorer and you score a lot of goals, you know, put that stat in, put in some nice goals, some nice shots, but don't always put, Hey, look, I have 30 goals where I shot glove side every single time. That's a pretty easy player to scout against as a goalie. Hey, he's going to shoot glove, right? Mix it up. Show that you can do different things. Uh, you know, I've been working one-on-one with, with a player um, and, and his tendency is to shoot glove. He's got a great shot. But I've been trying to tell him to be in an uncomfortable position, shoot five holes, shoot blocker, shoot all around during a game. Don't be predictable. And then you show that. Show, hey, you know, I'm a great goal scorer and I can score from every angle. I can score on every shot. I can take a slap shot. I can take a snapshot. You know, really show them what you got. I mean, it, it's different. And don't get me wrong. Unless you play football as well and you understand how they really go through and do their film, you know, it, it's different. But maybe it's time for hockey to be different because, again, you don't want to get lost in this COVID shuffle. No, you don't want to get lost in this COVID shuffle. And it, it's about finding a, a program you want to be a part of. 
and working to get into that program. And COVID is making that hard. Absolutely. And just, you know, another thing too is, you know, like, like for us, I mean, like, you know, we, we do this podcast. We love hockey. We love speaking hockey. But again, like going back to the mental health, you know, it helps us both in mental health. We're talking hockey. We're having a chit chat. Use the support you have around you to help build them up and build yourself up as well. You'll be more confident doing, you know, the highlight videos and stuff like that. It's just really use your resources. And your resources could literally be mom and dad, brother or sister, you know, texting a friend, whatever it is. It, it, you, we, as we just talked, like we have, there's so many ways that we can kind of help ourselves slowly get out of this until, you know, hopefully, you know, everything is cleared and, you know, we go back to, as we said, life is normal. And obviously I think people are going to be taking, you know, the little things a lot more, a lot more serious. And it's just like saying, you know, having a quick beer in a bar with your friend, it takes maybe half an hour, 45 minutes. And who knows, maybe, you know, your friend's going through a hard time or whatever. You know, I'm looking forward to just doing that or sitting there watching a game. Heck, I'm looking forward to crossing the border and going and visiting you guys and watching a game of hockey yeah. and having having some draft beers. Because, I mean, I don't remember the last time I had a draft beer because it's, you know, I, I can't go get it. Um, you know, just these these little things. And I, I can't wait. Um, and yeah, obviously, obviously, COVID right now is a lot of negative. I mean, there's nothing much we can do about that. I think it's just time that, you know, we start doing what we have to do to, you know, like wear a mask or whatever it is, stay positive. And, you know, if, if, and for those kids that, you know, are listening or, you know, the parents that might be listening, you know, put, put in some work, reach out to us if you want some ideas or whatever it is, we're more than happy. Hockey is a family. It doesn't matter if it's here, Russia, Sweden, wherever. At the end of the day, when you play hockey against somebody, you have respect against them. It doesn't matter how hard you play against them, you respect them. And that's what family is all about. And I think, you know, that's one thing here on, on Pigeon Hockey is, you know, we're just a huge family. No, I completely agree with that. And I think to start looking beyond covid what are you what are you going to be doing where do you want to be when this is no longer restricting our lives start looking forward to the things that you can start doing again whether that's hockey or whether that's going out to have a beer with the mates at the pub because you can go there it's time to look forward to what lies ahead mentally and physically it's been a, it's, it's taken its toll on our society it's taken a its toll on our game it's taken its toll on the players the coaches the friends and families of this hockey community. Yeah, absolutely agree. And like, like I said, right. I mean, it, it, it's all about, it's all about, you know, this entire community being, being a family. So again, um, if anyone ever, you know, needs advice or even wants to just chat with us, you know, we're very active on social media, um, you know, Twitter, whatever it is, reach out. I mean, we're more than happy to talk hockey with you guys, even if it's a quick shout out, whatever you need, you know, we're, we're more than happy. And, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, this podcast, we've always talked about not wanting to be negative about COVID, but I think it's good that we talk about, you know, about what we need to do to start pushing through to going to the next step. And I think we did a good job of that today. And I mean, if you guys have any kind of tips for, or, you know, if you're a coach or whatever, even just a parent, you know, what your kids are doing to try to stay active and, you know, their mind active, let us know. I mean, we're more than happy to hear these. Absolutely. And this, be sure to check on your teammates, check on your friends, check on your family members, uh, especially anybody that generally lives alone that ha- didn't have to be this alone. Sometimes you don't know you needed to talk until you started talking to somebody. <laughs> so, Absolutely. So definitely, uh, you know, get out there, reach out to your teammates, everyone else, make sure everyone's doing all right. And let's start thinking about what lies ahead. So this is Chris and Sebastian with Pigeonhole Hockey. Have a great day. And reach out to us. Until then, we'll catch you next time.